Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first ever Audio Roulette podcast, the only podcast on the internet at the time of me recording this that I know of that you can listen to your favorite albums reviewed while also listening to stories of stuff that really should not have happened in real life but actually did and listening to stories that really don't make any sense and trying to piece together my own rating of the album from my random tidbits of Farmer's Way of Explaining Things. Uh, my name is Michael Riccardi, and I guess I should give a brief backstory to the podcast. Uh, I was not prepared for this. Uh, I, I've been doing this in like my shower for the past week or something. And so I was like, oh, it'll be easy. I just hop onto a mic and just start talking. Um, I guess I'll just give a brief meme behind who I am. Uh, my name's Michael. I'm from Austin. I'm 18, and uh, I love music. Um, the reason I decided, even thought about doing a podcast, was because in 2019, summer of 2019, uh, I had a story about my experience with a bidet, which I guess I'll explain in this video, just because that was kind of what started this whole video podcast. Whatever. Um. I had some friends say that I should start one, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll get right on that, and then never did. But uh, after a long time, I was like, you know what? Why don't I just give it a shot? I can see what happens, and if things go well, things go well. If they don't, then I just delete all this, and nobody ever hears it. Uh, I'm a musician. I can play guitar. I can sing, and I rap all down in Austin. It's a very weird combination. I have a ton of rap songs and a lot of acoustic songs released, so it's weird. Anyway, uh, I like to talk. I know a bunch of shit that nobody really wants to hear about in real life, so I thought, hey, why don't I put it on the internet and then somebody will like to listen to it, you know? That's no big deal. I'm used to talking to myself because, uh, yeah, I don't know, just... I got a lot of information I'll have in my head. And so the first thing that popped in my head was, why don't I just try reviewing albums and stuff, since I'm a huge audiophile. Not to be confused with a pedophile. Uh, audiophile is not like a subgenre of pedophile. It is just strictly um, obsessed and addicted to different forms of music, I think. Let me... I'll search it later. I could just get yelled at about it later. Anyway, uh, I collect a ton of music. I My Spotify playlists have like thousands of songs in them. I collect CDs from bands uh, when I go to concerts or buy them in Target and stuff. Uh, most recently, I've been obsessed with buying a bunch of vinyl records just because I got a record player for Christmas. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm definitely going to be buying them. And it's... There's something to be said about listening to music on vinyl. I understand that they can fuck up pretty easily, but they are so much better to listen to than just listening to it on your phone or whatever. There's just kind of sort of a raw feel about it. Neither here nor there. That's some information about me. Now, what am I going to be talking about? Well, the podcast is basically going to be, hopefully every week, talking about some album or a new song or something, and me reviewing it, or maybe just an artist or whatever. I'm going to adjust this because it's like kind of in my face. There you go. That's a little better. Um, it's going to be talking about music. 
uh, it's going to be telling stories from stuff because I also own my own lawn care business, so I deal with a lot of uh, interesting people at times. Uh, video games, I guess. Just basically anything I want to talk about after music, and who knows how long those take. Uh, I don't want to make a super long podcast, but I also just really want to, I don't know, just explore everything. I know. Uh, hopefully I'll have some people knock on the podcast too. I have some friends that would be really fun to do some shit with. But anyway, for this week, uh, I thought, why don't I start with an album that I started listening to during quarantine? We are on like week seven of quarantine, I think. Let me look. Uh, I, I, I don't remember. Let's see. When did quarantine start? In U.S. COVID. Um, wow. They really don't have, like, any shit on here about it. When did it start? That's the whole information I'm looking for. I don't, I'm not going to sign a court. Okay. Um, I think it was, like, spring break. So, actually, you know, it probably has only been about four weeks just feels like a lot longer um <clears throat> anyway we're in like week four of quarantine and uh we're in the state where people are wanting to reopen stuff which personally i think is really dumb just because china did that and they had like a second wave of covid come through and people now aren't even really listening to the social distancing lockdown shit so i think we're just gonna have another uh you know start up again of it but hey what do i know i'm 18 anyway i thought i would start um by reviewing an album that i discovered during quarantine and apparently it released on march 26th which was i think a week after when i discovered it um but it's trevor daniel's album nicotine so quick backstory what i'm wanting to do on these is i'm wanting to also give a backstory behind the band artist or group and go through and talk about it and just discuss the origin, where they came from and how they got to this point. So Trevor Daniel was a dude that was born in middle of nowhere, Texas, as he puts it and moved and grew up in Houston, Texas. Now he is 25. He was born in 94. And from the brief stuff, cause there's really not a whole lot on him. Um, there's like some interviews and a little bit on like a Wikipedia page about him, but he's overall, he's kind of sort of like an overnight sensation kind of thing. Oh, sorry. My sleep schedule's fucked, so I'm always tired. Um, anyway, he started making music in 2015 when I think injuries and credit transfers from what I read, um, kind of shot down his dreams of being in the NFL, um, which I don't know how he would have survived anyway because he's like a skinny white boy, and I feel like he would have been just destroyed. But neither here nor there, he didn't join the NFL. So naturally, much like you know Sam Hunt and Brett Young and stuff like that, those are country artists, but still, Brett Young, Sam Hunt, all them, they got injured playing some sport, and then they picked up their love of music again, and that's exactly what Trevor Daniel did. He decided to start working on music, and in 2015, he may have released stuff on SoundCloud or whatever, but in 2017, 
is when his first release, Pretend, made it out onto Spotify. Now, for the Nicotine album, in interviews, he said that his music was very different from what it used to be. And so I loved Nicotine. Like, that that's my bias right there. I love Nicotine. I listened to it probably 15 times all the way through. It's only like 25 minutes long, which is kind of weird for a 10-song album because I'm I grew up in you know the era of you know long ass like 40 minute 45 minute albums of like 13 songs but those were full band I never really got into a whole lot of the rap scene until the last like two years but anyway so he released the album and he had said that it was going to sound different than his other stuff and I was like I don't really know how it could be that much different so I went back and listened to it. Actually, I went back and listened to all of them right before I sat down to record this. And there is a difference. When he started out, it was a more of like electro, electro R&B and kind of emotional rap or whatever, I would say. not. It was kind of more along the lines of, I don't know, post he reminds me a lot of Juice World. Like with his rapping styles and stuff like that, he sounds a lot like Juice World, but to me at least. But so he started doing that, and it was a lot more of a different atmosphere, like an electric atmosphere, to put it. And he began working on it. Not he began working on it, released Nicotine, and that was a polar opposite contrast to what it was. So I will have to give it to him on that. But he started in 2017 officially, and he ended up making songs until 2018 until he released his single, Falling. Now, Falling is how I found him. He was on Kiss FM down here in Austin, and I heard it, and I went, huh, that sounds like Juice World. I'll give it a listen. And I proceeded to listen to only that song for 30 minutes while I went to go get ice cream for my family and uh, was like, oh, damn, I feel very understood and like I'm going to cry for hours now it was that kind of song and um so homesick released and that came out on internet money records now internet money records is started by Taz Taylor I believe his name is and uh that dude was sound uh signed to like Interscope and Caroline something whatever he was signed to that and uh trevor daniel was the first signee to it and he released his homesick ep in 2018 uh with like a joint deal of internet money and alamo records so don't ask me who started alamo records i have no it was some long w name wazinski something and like ted was the beginning like ted was something anyway he released um, both Homesick and I believe his Reckless EP 2019 on that kind of joint deal of internet money and um, Alamo Records. Now, um, on when it came to Falling, it ended up reaching number 22 on the Billboard Hot 100. And it was really like catapulted with the whole new age of like TikTok came out and Instagram and stuff. And apparently he helped it too. He sent them into those like fan edit communities where they take songs and then edit it with like old cartoons or whatever. I, I don't really understand the trend, but what do I know? 
Um, and that helped skyrocket it. And so it ended up doing really well. It went platinum in America. Platinum here and in UK, I believe. Uh, it went platinum. And then it went gold everywhere else. Which is crazy because he came out of nowhere. He was making a bunch of like bedroom pop in the vein of like Love and um, what's the other dude? L.A.N.Y. Is it L.A.N.Y. or is it like Lanny? I don't know. But L.A.N.Y. ended up releasing stuff that sounded all really similar to that stuff. Now after um, he signed with internet money and stuff, stuff just started coming together with like falling and that's when we started getting more into his stride and actually with falling it was the first one it came together in a matter of hours as he said when him and taz taylor were in the studio and they were working really hard together and everything just kind of came together it's a short song it's only like two and a half minutes long and it's only got one verse and the reason behind that was because they talked about writing a second verse but it just didn't he kind of lost a lot of the emotional power and energy that it had in it, as they said. And I agree with them. I agree that if they had added another one, it would have kind of lost that edge because I feel like it's really compacting what you have, you know? But they ended up working on it, and apparently that was like a rough cut of the song. And then they just ended up releasing the rough cut because it sounded amazing. And. It sounds crazy, but in the same vein, one of my songs I released, uh, Brief Respite, um, that was like the second take I'd done on vocals. And it was supposed to only be a thing. Even at the end, there's like this whole thing that kind of sounds off. Like it doesn't flow entirely cleanly, I guess. But that was because it was a freestyle. I had just added on to it for no reason. And then... uh. The guy who makes my beats, indie beats, my buddy Nate, he was like, this sounds amazing. You need to keep this. And so that was it. So it's hard to imagine something like falling, coming together so quickly. And then it was a rough cut that blew up. Like that's just, it's insane to me. But anyway, that ended up sending him a little bit farther into fame. And then he uh, released another string of singles, um, after following that, uh, Trouble, Paranoid, which led into his Restless EP that he released also on, oh, just strictly Alamo Records. I'm looking on Spotify right now for it. Um, I thought it was with an internet money Alamo Records deal again, but just strictly on Alamo Records. Um, during that time frame, though, Falling was remixed by Black Bear. Now, if you don't know who Black Bear is, um, I would say, what are you living under a rock, but... It's a little different, and it's kind of funny because I knew Black Bear before Black Bear was famous, and that sounds really douchey, but here's why it's funny. So Black Bear now is this kind of pop rapper dude who's like on everything. He did a song called Short King's Anthem with Tiny Meat Gang, which is the brainchild of two YouTubers who used to be Viners, Noel Miller and Cody Ko, and they did a song with him. Black Bear was also featured on Halsey. He's also featured on Jeremy Zucker. He's also featured on, I think, Phoebe Ryan as well, another pop artist. Um, anyway, I knew him before all that. So in 2014, 2014 I'm going to make sure. I'm going to check my date here, okay, because I really want to make sure I'm correct on this because it's my favorite album by them, but 2015. Okay, that's right. 
2015, a small band known as Palisades, who was signed to Rise Records. Correct? Yes. Okay. Good. I, I just, I have to check. So there's like Rise and Epitaph Records. And this kind of, anyway, um, in 2015, a band called Palisades released their sophomore album, Mind Games, on Rise Records. Now, Palisades was a group that was trying to revive that whole um, kind of electronicore kind of style where it was like metalcore guitars and vocals um, but blended with a lot of like dubstep and EDM and it was amazing on Mind Games. That's when like they found their perfect sound. Um, but the first track on the album is called Player Haters Ball featuring Black Bear. Now, at the time, I had no idea who the hell he was. I thought he was the guy who like produced the EDM beats or whatever. Um, Cause I think there was one song on there that was produced by scout as well. Or was that on there? Um, another techno John thing released in 2014. Okay. That was only like another techno John. Yeah, I'm wrong. I'm stupid. Anyway, he, uh, he was on there and I remember listening to it and being like, Oh, this is a good song. And now that I know his voice, I could kind of pick him out of the song, but now you're not there. The reason I say they're small is because they were gaining some traction and they're still around. They just released an album in 2018, I believe, um, called Erase the Pain. And that did pretty well for them. It was more radio rock kind of sound for me. So I still like it, just not as much as I like their older stuff. Um, but anyway, they opened on Warp Tour which was a giant thing hosted by Vans called the Kevin Says Stage. Now, the Kevin Says Stage was named that because the tour's owner, uh, Kevin, was the dude, he would go into bars and, you know, he'd meet up with, like, small bands or small band members would find them. And after a few drinks, they'd be like, well, hey, my band's, you know, uh, got a demo out or whatever. And he's like, oh, dude, don't even worry about it. You're on the tour. And so it just became a joke, which I think is awesome. But they added it onto added a whole stage for him. Now Palisades opened my very first year in 2015. That was my first one I ever went to. And we walked in and they are the like first act that's on the Kevin Says stage. And I got to meet them. They were awesome, but they did insane. But they were small. Like they were really small comparatively. So cut to like 2017, 2018, I'm walking into Hot Topic. And I'm looking in the closed section, and I see one. I was like, Black Bear. Black Bear, why do I recognize that name? Like, I don't I don't know. And, like, as I was leaving, it clicked, and I went, oh, no way. No fucking way. There's no way that that's it. I went and looked. Black Bear apparently became just this massive dude, which kind of sucks because, um... It kind of sucks because Palisades did really well, was starting to get up, and then you just have somebody that just skyrockets past them. And for me, that's crazy. But so Black Bear started as a guest feature on a little-known metalcore band, and I fucking love that. I think that's just really funny. And big ups to Palisades for getting the talent before anything. Anyway, Black Bear, who is massive, especially in 2018, after, you know, the whole Halsey thing and all this, he remixed it. Now, he did insane with it. He added another verse, his whole own verse, and remixed it. So the beat changes, 
sticking with the same theme, but it changes so we can have in it is perfect. Perfecto. Now, if that doesn't show you how big that falling was doing, I don't know what the hell will. But all of that to say, you finally catch up to Nicotine, his debut album. Now, Nicotine was released on March 26, 2020, um, as I already said, but it was released on Alamo Interscope Records, which Interscope, if you don't know who Interscope is, is basically the record label behind tons of fucking big name bands, um, or not big name bands, rappers. And I want to say, of course, now I don't know which ones I'm talking about, but I want to say it was rappers kind of like, I think Eminem was like on a joint deal between like Interscope and like Dr. Dre's label and stuff like that. So they have big names on there. Big name people are on Interscope. I just don't know. And I'll probably end up leaving a link for this and down like description, Instagram, whatever. I don't fucking know. Anyway, he ended up releasing it on there. And it was a 10-song album of just raw emotion. And this is where I finally get into, after like 10 minutes, 11 minutes of explaining all this backstory, this is where I finally get into the actual album. The album Nicotine is this amazing kind of emotional, atmospheric, pop trap ballad blend. And it is beautiful. Uh, yes, I am kind of biased to it because it is just critically, like, um, objectively speaking, it's set up really well. It's set up in such a way where it kind of hits a couple niches. So, you know, like the rap community, uh, the pop community, uh, just mainstream community, they're all wanting the bedroom pop community. They kind of want to get in on this because it's just well put together in this certain way the instrumentals are trap uh with some pop blended in the melody is definitely pop with a blend of like bedroom the vocals are very much this kind of pop bedroom pop vocals with a little bit of rap in there and the atmosphere is just emotional which i don't care who the hell you are you get hooked to emotional stuff like it doesn't matter so right off the bat with nicotine that just came through i just hit my hand i did like the whole you know the thing where you hit the back of your hand again just just hit him with that like this is what you're mm. i'm so sorry um (laughs) it starts off the bat with nicotine the title track now the nicotine the part of nicotine that i think is really cool is that he gives a callback to 2017 song pretend where he says fuck love and um, I think that's really cool. I think it's a cool callback to go back to like, what was your basis? Like your bass track. And I just, I, th- I thought that was really cool. That was really interesting to me, you know. But so the title track is Nicotine. And it's just this really catchy song. Like the chorus is like Nicotine, 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 Nicotine. Stupid simple, but it's really catchy and it does really well. And the atmosphere for it is amazing. It kind of sets the tone for the album where he's going to be talking about, you know, love. He's going to be talking about losing himself. He's going to be talking about, you know, being on top of the world. 
He's going to be getting rid of what happened behind him. It kind of sets the trap, the entire thing for it. And then the next couple songs are pretty much about love, essentially. The ne- the immediate next four songs is Love Sick, Any More, Things We Do for Love, and all of that. Now, Love Sick is essentially just talking about he will, you know, he will do anything for her. He will, he's sick with love and he wants to give that to her, you know. Um, Any More is talking about how he, he doesn't know who he is. He's like struggling really hard with trying to feel anything. That he's having a really hard time feeling love anymore. He's just in this really weird limbo state where he's just apathetic to everything. And he does it very beautifully. He, um, everything just ends up coming together in this beautiful emotional ballad almost towards the life that he wishes that he still had that he wishes he still had all that emotion um things we do for love and all of that is essentially just saying what do you want from me like to some whoever he's in love with or maybe to whoever he was to the people he was in love with he's like what do you want i will give you everything i will give you well, I'll break myself apart for you. I will give everything that makes me happy. I will give that to you. I will I will be who you want from me. And it's it's not necessarily something that you know hasn't been done before in music. As tons of songs have done that before. It's like uh kind of the base thing. It's like the most common thing with music. But the way he puts it and the way he kind of spreads that out amongst, you know, like four songs is really, really beautiful to me because he's not just focusing in one song. He's like, oh, this is like, oh, you know, love like, yeah, it killed me, but I'm going to I'm just going to put it right here and we're going to roll with it, you know. Like, oh, man, I'll give you my entire heart for love. I just want to feel love. What do you want? for? Do you, I'll be a better person for you. No, he spreads it apart in such a way that it's, oh, okay. So these are like different moments in his life where he's been feeling this. Because lovesick is where he's wanting this girl, but he kind of knows she's not right for him anymore is at that point where you just know that you don't want to be with them anymore that you can't feel anything that it makes you just completely numb to it things we do for love is talking about everything he had to do to like break himself apart to be this person for these people loves which i relate to very much (laughs) uh and i'm sure a lot of people do as well but then all of that is just kind of that really beautiful thing where he's like look i will give you everything I love you that much. I will give you everything. And I just, I think he did, I think he went about that really well. For the album, I think he went about it really well. And each song is fairly short. Um, I don't know. It doesn't tell me uh, how long each songs are. Um, But, yeah, it's, they're not very long. They're maybe like two and a half minutes long, two minutes, 15 seconds long. And I think that's really good. I think it's, I think he did really well basing it like that. And 
even while I'm talking, it's kind of more clicking together for me more than just like the acknowledgement side of it. So I think that's really cool. Um, the central song. Well, what I consider the central song after all that is called OMG. And it's literally just talking about this girl where it's like, uh, it, it's a stupid fun song. It, the song starts with like, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, it's already so fine. But you knew that, you do that, running and try. And it's just talking about like how she looks so good without even trying. How do you do that? And, um, sorry about that. I had to cut off. Um, I think it's just a really fun song talking about literally you think a girl can just do anything. Like she looks so good without even trying. And it's, it's just a stupid song. It, it, I say it's stupid because, because it is, it was just obviously a very fun song for him to write. So I think it's a really cool song to put like kind of in the middle of that, you know, coming off of, you know, nicotine, the first track that's explaining what the entire album is going to be about. And then, you know, the next four songs are all about this kind of breaking yourself apart yourself for love, breaking yourself apart for love and all this stuff. And then you have this really fun song that leads into like the final four. Now the final four songs, they're pretty emotional if, if I'm being completely honest. So it goes disaster, nine one one past life and then falling, which falling was yet again put on this album. And I think that did even more for the song because the album is just amazing on Spotify alone. Uh, past life made it at 6.5 million streams, which it puts it at the lowest, but that one was only released on March 6th. So no crazy, but disaster is, I really like disaster, but it's sort of talking about how this girl, to me, it reminds me about how this girl sounds kind of like a disaster and I have it playing right now and it's more talking about how this girl has the recipe for disaster. And I think that's because her life is more of like a disaster. Um, Let me see. I got, I was listening to it, but I can't focus on multiple things. That looks like a butthole. I know it's supposed to be a flower, but that looks like a butthole, and I don't like that. Um, let me see. Uh, when, uh, uh, coming loose. Uh, it's more talking about how if she wants to, like, kind of destroy her life, then if she gets with him it's kind of a self-deprecating song to be fair it's where he's like oh if you want to destroy your life get with me you know um i'm a disaster uh it literally says if you want disaster you know i got the recipe shorty and i think it's more self-deprecating side of it saying oh yeah uh, I, I ruin things. So if you want that kind of life, I really want you. But if you want that kind of disaster thing, then I'm just your type. And I, 
it's self-deprecating. But I think it's a really good way of putting it when a lot of people feel that way, where they feel like they're um, a mess and they want somebody, but they feel like they're going to destroy it. And I, I relate to that a lot, too. Um, in my last relationship, that's what I felt like um, before we even started dating. I felt like I would just screw her life up. But, um, yeah, so I, I, re- I relate a lot to that heavily. The next song is 911 by him. And it's uh, kind of where she's, it literally starts out with her. She's just a friend with a bonus, a little extra something on the side. Um, And I think he's saying, my interpretation of the song, um, she, he wants to be a little bit more than just friends with benefits. Um, and I think she doesn't think of him in that way. She only wants to be friends and he sort of doesn't want to ruin what they have, but he also wants more than that. So I think that's where he's kind of coming from where he's like, Oh, I want to be more. I want to have more with you, but you only want to be um, friends you only want to be friends with benefits because I'm not going to be that for you Um, which again I've never had a friend with benefits before Uh, I hope I never do because that would be really crappy for me but I feel like it does a lot I feel like that would screw you up a lot because undoubtedly one person is going to have more feelings for the other sometimes it ends up where they both have feelings other times it's one-sided so I've I don't have a whole lot of insight on this that's just my take from it where he wants to be more and she won't the next song is past life and past life is um where he's having a hard time to I'm guessing from it and I don't even need the lyrics for it I read the like final lyrics for it because this was kind of more of a side of the album that I didn't really relate to a whole lot. So it was a little different. I didn't feel as much to. But Past Life, I believe, is him talking about who he was, you know, when he was in college, when he was going to go for like the NFL and stuff. And that ended up being screwed up. And so then he gets put towards music. And then he starts blowing up. And he doesn't know how to live like that. You know, he's kind of stuck in this place where he's living in like anonymity, which is a huge thing with nicotine. Like he came out from this anonymity with like his face is on the forefront of the album cover. Whereas it was like really saturated music videos. It was really saturated um, artwork and he was hidden more. Um, he, uh, on this one, I think is him kind of saying last night was the last night of my past life, which those are the lyrics he says, but I think he's talking about where he doesn't know how to move on. He doesn't really want to leave that behind, but he also knows that that's where he's going. And I think it's kind of a, a darker side to it because 
he's not going to have that privacy anymore. He's not going to have the life where he can just walk in somewhere and nobody's really going to know who he is. It's going to change from here on out. And I think that's what the song is about. It's talking about, oh, now I'm going to be a star. Now my life is going to be a lot more hectic. It's going to be a lot more crazy. And it's going to be a lot more public. And I think everybody really wants that, especially like as a musician. I know I want that not at a certain extent, but I do want my name to be known. I do want people to know my songs and know I wrote them. I want people to know, oh, hey, I made this song that's amazing. Oh, I want you to know my name. I want to be liked. And I think it does come from a place of insecurity at the same time. But I also think a lot of people don't fully grasp that. I know that I can say I only want this much fame. But even then, I don't even know if I could handle that much fame. At the same time, I think people that, you know, go out and the people who are constantly on like Instagram, Snapchat and stuff, and they're like constantly posting pictures of themselves and they're constantly posting what they're making. They're like trying to grow and grow and grow. I don't think they really realize what's going to happen past that. And I think past life was that song where he kind of started realizing that. And it's crazy. I think, I just think it's, profound and maybe it's not maybe he was just meaning maybe you could mean the total opposite like oh last night was the last night of my past life where nobody knows me and next time everybody's gonna know me I, i could be completely wrong but i feel like he's being a little bit more philosophical about it and looking back and being like okay this is it this is like i'm stepping off the edge tomorrow and i don't know where i'm gonna land which i think is kind of profound um, the final song on the album, and I didn't think I was actually going to review every single song on the album, um, <clears throat> but I guess I had a lot more to say about them than I had originally thought, but the final song on the album is Falling, and Falling was, again, as I said, the first song I ever heard by him. I really should have brought water. <clears throat> my throat burns, and my tongue itches. It's weird. Um, ignoring that falling was the first song I ever heard by him. And I just kept that on repeat for like three days. It was just really, really good. But falling is a song, how he starts falling for somebody after being really messed up from his past relationship. Uh, the lyric goes, uh, I never thought, I'd find another after my last, but with you, I want to try again? Or, God, I just fucking butchered that lyric. It's one of my favorite lyrics I've heard, and I fucked it up. Uh, Trevor, Daniel, lyrics. Boom, here we go. Ready? My last made me feel like I would never try again, but when I saw you, I felt something I never felt. Come closer, I'll give you all my love. If you treat me right, baby, I'll give you everything. And... This song immediately gets really emotional. I think I like how they kept it as a rough cut, but it immediately gets emotional at that. He's talking about how broken he was in a past relationship and how much it screwed him up. And like the opening lyric of the 
soul verse is, uh, I need to hear that you need me like I need you. And I know that feeling very well, um, where they don't tell you that they need you, where they don't tell you that they want you around. And he's saying to this new girl, he's like, I'm falling for you, but I really need you to actually want me around if you're wanting to do this, that you love me as I love you, that you want me as I want you, that you want to hear me like I need to hear you, that you want to be beside me like I need you beside me. And I think the entire song is just about that really scary feeling about being burned. My interpretation of it is that, you know, you're really tired of being burned and then you fall in love and you're so scared to fall back into that because what happens if it's wrong? What happens when everything screws up? And to me, I I think that that makes the entire album, to be fair, I think that makes the entire album because the entire album is talking about falling in love. The atmosphere behind the album is this really emotional in your heart in your emotions, in your feels, if you will. Wheel? What the fuck? If you will. Driving at night or late at night in your bed and you're listening to this and you're feeling the tears that like slowly fall down your face. The heartbreak that you can feel in your heart. The pit in your stomach you can feel. That's what's happening. And I think that it's amazing that he used falling as the closing part of this beautiful and tragic and heartbreaking and emotional story told throughout the album. The album is just insanely put together. And as a review overall, after reviewing every song, I I think it's perfect. Um, There's always going to be something that's like, oh, you know, maybe you should have done that a little differently or whatever. But To me, I accept all of that, and I'm listening to the song, and I'm just thinking that it's a perfect debut, and it's going to be really hard for him to top this um, already, which sucks. I always always remember reading about bands where they would release an amazing debut album, and then they would choke on the sophomore, you know? And I think it's really hard when you release something really good And then you have to follow up to that. I know the Goo Goo Dolls lead singer, um, they released, was it A Boy Named Goo? Was it that the first album that they released? Let me check. I told you. I told you I'd be getting off. I would have a farmer's way of explaining everything. So let me see. Um, Yeah, so he released... They released A Boy Named Goo, and it did insanely well. Like, it went platinum. It was going great. And then he got writer's block because he was like, how am I supposed to follow up to an album like this? I I don't know how to do that. And they released Dizzy Up the Girl three years later, and it went platinum. And, you know, that that's kind of a a big boost to your confidence. But at the same time, once you start doing that, like if you get any fame, I know, 
again, I I know I relate a lot of this back to me, but I'm I'm a part of music. Music's why I want to do so. I released a song called Burning, and it did really well right after a brief respite. Um, for me, it did really well. I think it's at like 400 streams or something. That's a lot for me, okay? I have like 15 monthly listeners, so that was crazy for me. And then I released a song called Hum, and Hum just skyrocketed. I think it's at half a thousand streams or something, like 500, 550. I may be adding a lot more, maybe at like 470 or something. Anyway, that's kind of tricky to follow up to. Um, and that's just at that level of fame. I can't imagine when you're making platinum, like your album's going platinum. And so whichever Daniel, I think that unfortunately he released it right as quarantine happened. So he doesn't even get to tour on the record cycle, which for those of you that don't know, when a artist or a band or a group or a rapper release um, an album, they go on a touring cycle for it. You know how they'll do like two years of touring on just one album. And you're like, Oh my God, why are they just doing that? It's because usually an era in a cycle for an album is like two years and then usually it's about the third year where it's like, oh, we're going to play a lot more. Um, Breaking Benjamin did that when they released Ember in 2017. I really I really need to check all this. These fast. I used to be an encyclopedia in my brain. Uh, my ex used to love it. Um, let me see. 2018. So when I saw them in 2018, uh, they played a ton of songs off of Ember. And I was like, oh, great. That's awesome. But it was because it was on that cycle. <laughs> the next cycle I saw them on, uh, which was 2019, they played a lot more through all the other albums. And that's usually what happens. They'll release an album, tour on it for like a year, year and a half, two years, and then they'll go back into normal tour. Or by that time, they may have an entire album, and so they're on that album cycle. And so with Trevor Daniel, he doesn't get to tour on this it's already been a month since he's released the album and he's unable to perform on it so i don't know what's going to happen with this um which during this time frame i really really promote everybody needs to be you know streaming the music from the artists that they love they need to be um doing as much as they can to help them out during this time because bands make their living touring Artists make their living touring and selling merch and stuff. I'm not saying go out and, you know, buy all their albums, buy their merch and stuff, because God knows, uh, and I know, that money is really going to be tight right now because we're all in quarantine, and you should spend that money on yourself and stuff. But simple things like just streaming their music, promoting them, like sharing their music on your pages and stuff, that does a lot for them. So I heavily promote that. But to wrap up my review of the album, I think he did really good at it. I think he hit key points at it with, and did the common formula for like how to make good music these days that, that's more mainstream, but added his own spin on it. So it's it's this really cool thing, and I think I'm really excited to see where he takes it. I'm hoping his next release will be. Um, <clears throat> Same kind of style, but maybe a little different. Maybe another fun track, or maybe he's writing and he's more in this emotional mindset. I don't know, but I, I highly recommend the album to anybody. Uh, I I would give the album 
it's one of my top rated albums just because if I can listen to an album over and over and over and over again that without skipping any songs yeah that makes a really good album for me and there's there's become a lot more albums where I can do that but it's really not that many had on it <clears throat> but that uh that wraps up the album part uh I'm at about 48 minutes right now so I thought Maybe I would just give a story time for it. And I think I'll start with the Water Dragon bidet story. <clears throat> now, uh, this one does get pretty pretty weird, so um, just be prepared. So um, last year in the spring, almost an entire year ago, um, just past the one-year anniversary, <sighs> I need water. <clears throat> the lack of moisture is making me tired. The um, my mom fell and like broke half her body. Now she's on like medication and stuff for like other diseases, and her bones are brittle from chemo. So she got she she was easily broken. Uh, but this one was like bad. She like broke literally like the entire left side of her body almost. Um, so. She was, uh, we had to get like bidets for the toilet to see if we could, you know, get it to, to make it because, you know, breaking your body makes it really hard to do normal things. And so we got a bidet on the toilet to see if things would make it easier. Now, I was apprehensive to it. Uh, I really didn't want water shooting up my butthole, but I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. Maybe it's nice. So I sat down right before I take a shower and, you know, do my business and I need to wipe. And I'm like, you know what? Let's try the bidet out. So they have a setting. They have like one, two, three, four, five, six on it and like a little toggle that you can like move it back and forth. So you get like this nice little like car wash. Just like get every, all the crevices and all that. Anyway. I sit down and I'm like, okay, I'll turn it on. And I'm like, I'm nervous. Like I'm literally shaking. I'm like, oh my God, this is going to suck. So I prepare myself, have it. And I click it and I turn it and nothing happens. And I'm like, what? So I grab it again and I turn it a little bit. Nothing's happening. I'm like, what the hell am I supposed to do? in there and I'm like fiddling with it and I guess I wasn't turning it enough onto one so I turn it and I go and like zaps my butthole and I'm like oh well that's kind of weird but it's kind of nice so like I'm taking the toggle and I'm like I'm swishing it back and forth so it's like this gentle caress of a sea nymph just brushing against my butthole and butt cheeks and (laughs) then it gets wrong I was like you know I don't feel like this is really washing very well I was like, let me just, uh, I'll turn it on to two. Apparently, somehow, between one and two is where you're bridging the gap from, oh, a lover's touch, just caressing you, and just, oh, it's so nice, to, I'm going to spear you up your butthole and leave you on a pike, apparently. I, like, angered all of Poseidon, and the entire ocean was coming after me. I turn it on to two and it spears right into me. Like it goes, 
I feel like I had my virginity taken away from me. That's how hard it shot up. It goes and shoots out my butthole. I leap off the seat and slam back down on the toilet. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. And I'm like cranking the toggle. As I turn the toggle, it ends up hitting my balls and just like going. I'm getting water spraying everywhere. My thighs are getting wet. My butt is getting wet. My crotch is getting wet. And all the while, just so I crank it backwards. And unfortunately for me, I had shifted. So the water went straight up my ass again. And I felt like I was getting an ice cold enema that I did not ask for. I turn it off and I stand up and I'm dripping water. I am dripping water. My butthole feels like I just had Taco Bell diarrhea shoot up my ass, freeze itself, come out, and then get shoved back up me again. Like, it was bad. My sphincter was, like, pulsating in pain. I have never, ever in my life felt more violated than I did by that bidet. And you know what's crazy? Places use that shit on the daily. What? Who decided on that? Oh, we're going to we're going to make this way for your ass to be cleaned, but just wait. We're going to use it. It's going to feel great, but it's going to be like a gentle lapping. No, dumbass. There was no gentle lapping, okay? I went from 1 to 2. 2 is supposed to be slightly more than 1, not a water dragon crawled out of the deep abyss. Abyss of the ocean, rearing its ugly head and shoving its snout into my ass, ripping me in half. That's not what two is supposed to be. Two is supposed to be like a, oh, that's a little crisper. Not fucking. So, moral of the story, don't use a bidet. They suck and they hurt. Um... Yeah, I guess that's about it for the whole podcast. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of stories planned. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed it. Um, if okay, I I heard this in TMG. Okay, if you guys stayed this long, say in I just blew right into the mic. I'm so sorry. On the Instagram post that you're gonna see this on, because I wanted to have a video with it, but. There's so much to go with it. In every site I was trying to look in tutorial, they weren't explaining it properly because, you know, Google takes what you say to, like, the most literal sense. And so you're like, hey, how do I make a podcast with video as well? And it's like, mm, I got you. You want to make a video podcast. I'm like, no, that's not what I'm wanting to do. I just wanted to record my face so people could see that I'm not just sitting there Hello, my name is Michael, and I'm talking about... But No, I didn't even get that. I just Google searched it, and I just got a bunch of stuff about like high-tech equipment that I will definitely not be able to afford any time in the next like 30 years. So, that was fun. But if anybody has any tips on how to do that, let me know, and it'd be great. But if you guys make it to the end of this, comment on the Instagram post. Wavy fam, drip, drip, drip. And the drips can be just like those little water droplet emojis. 
put that on the Instagram post, and I'll know that y'all watch all the way through. Um, for future podcasts, uh, I think next week I really want to review the Little Baby album. My turn. It uh technically was the first modern rap album I think that I fully listened to all the way. You know that kind of mumble rap stuff, and. Uh, <laughs> There's a lot to talk about in that. Um, there's a lot of critiques, and yeah, there's there's just a lot. So I think I'm gonna target that one because it's like a 20 song album. Uh, so I'm gonna talk about that hopefully. That one or Iridescence by Brock Hampton. One or two. Uh, I may let you guys vote on which one you want to hear first. Uh, also, uh, I may try and do like a Q and A for some of these. So if you have any questions or whatever, I may make like an Instagram story or I may make a um a comment thing on Instagram. Y'all can just ask me questions on and I can try and answer them because I think it'd be fun. You know, I am uh all this is being posted on my musician page, my artist page on Instagram at the real Michael Riccardi. So um if you happen to find me in the future without um Instagram, uh that's where I'm on. And you can check out my music and stuff like that. I post teasers. I just I mainly post on there. My personal page is just for memes and shit. And then this one's really the only one that I have to actually care about posting daily because I don't like posting shit. But ask me Q&As on there and I can try and answer as much. So that way you guys get to know a little bit more. Um, some small update on the album. I am still having to record um, one song and then finish writing two uh, it's been really hard, uh, with the lawn care business and I've been really busy, but I'm hoping I really want to get them finished sooner rather than later. And since I only have like one more job, two more jobs for like Monday, um, once I finish up school, I'll be able to like really focus on it. So that's my hope with it. Well, and now I have a weekly podcasting, which I'm thinking I'm going to post every like Monday or whatever. Hopefully who knows? Uh, anyway, uh, Go and check out my latest single I released, uh, Bedroom Thoughts with uh, Indie. And uh, check out the other singles like Burning and Hum and Brief Respite uh, from my album. Hum's not on the album, but check those out and give some support. Um, check out Raw, the only single off of my sophomore acoustic EP. Check that out if you want. And... Uh, yeah, I hope you guys are staying safe. Please stay home. Wear the mask when you go out. Uh, if you have gloves, try and wear them if you can. But uh, just stay safe. Don't be dumb. And just listen to what everybody's saying. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope this does really well. And I will catch y'all next week. Later. <laughs>